All right. Today, Psalm 108. It says, My heart is steadfast, O God. I will sing and make melody with all my being. Awake, O harp and lyre. I will awake, I will awake the dawn. I will give thanks to you, O Lord, among the peoples. I will sing praises to you among the nations. For your steadfast love is great above the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the clouds. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. That your beloved ones may be delivered. Give salvation by your right hand and answer me. God has promised in his holiness. With exaltation, I will divide up Shechem and portion out the valley of Succoth. Gilead is mine. Manasseh is mine. Ephraim is my helmet. Judah, my scepter. Moab in my washbasin. Upon Edom, I cast my shoe. Over Philistia, Philistia, I think that's right. I shout in triumph. Who will bring me to the fortified city? Who will lead me to Edom? Have you not rejected us, O God? You do not go out, O God, with our armies. O grant us help against the foe, for vain is the salvation of man. With God we shall do valiantly. It is he who will tread down our foes. Praise God. Stand with me, will you please? And let's worship the Lord this morning. Father, we thank you so much. We come before you, God, and we worship you with all our being because you are great and mighty and worthy to be praised this morning and always. We worship you, God. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Yes, God, we surrender all to you this morning. Thank you, Jesus, that you give us the strength and the courage to surrender it all. All the hurts, all the past wounds, all the things that we struggle with, all the strongholds in our lives, Lord God, we surrender it all to you because you are worthy to be praised. You are worthy, 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 worthy are you. I'm going to do something a little different this morning because I can. But if we could pass out the offering envelopes. Does somebody here, you can go ahead and have a seat. I just feel like somebody has a testimony of giving this morning. God, just put it on my heart to, to ask somebody to come forward. I know there's someone out there that has a testimony of God's goodness and how he has provided for them. And I have a couple people that he put on my heart, but I'm not going to call you out yet. So if, you could, if, if anyone has a, a testimony. Good morning. So as I was preparing for the Palooza on Friday evening, I was on top of a six-foot ladder with what I call a pounder, but I don't know what it's called. Really heavy metal 
thank you. And I was pounding in conduit. Had I had done it lots and lots of times, so this wasn't like the first time. But this time, when I was on it, I don't know what happened. I must have lost my balance. And it came down and it hit me on my head and in my mouth. And I fell off the ladder. <laughs> and all I could say was, oh, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> it was a miracle. Um, God protected me because, and Melissa DeMar, she's not here this morning, I don't think, but her and Cerise had saw it happen, and Melissa came to me immediately because I fell on the ground, and my brain, like, turned off. I, I didn't know what to do. I, I thought, I don't even know what I thought. I didn't think. But, but the testimony is, is that when I was laying on the ground, my spirit just... Oh, it just was Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And Melissa DeMar was the first one who ran over to me and laid hands on me and started praying for me. And I couldn't hear what she was saying, but I knew that she was praying. But I didn't know it was her, just so you know. Just I knew someone was praying, but I know it's her now. And um, all I could do inside my spirit was agree. And I was just, yes, 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 yes. Because my brain wasn't working. <laughs> So my spirit took over. And it was really amazing because everybody then rushed to see if there was a gash and there was not a single drop of blood. And a little bit of bruising, but my teeth were all there because I thought I lost them all. <laughs> and I was able to get up and proceed like normal. No concussion, no anything. So I know it was protection. And I will just say what Melissa told me last night. She said, Renee... I saw you fall. You didn't fall. Someone care, like helps you down. She's, she's like, I saw it happen with my own eyes. So, And I just know what I felt, but it was kind of like a slow motion, oh my word kind of moment, but you don't, you know? <laughs> so the testimony is, God protected me, and I'm amazed. <laughs> Okay, now that she shared that, did everybody on this side get their envelopes? Because she was supposed to hand, no, hand them out to you. All right. God's provision, right? It's not just finances. It's healing. It's protection for us, right? Amen. So that's, that's, that's awesome. He, uh, he takes care of us in all ways. Yes, ma'am. Did you have something? Come on up, please. She's got a money bag. This ought to be good. The money bag is from the quilt. And you guys, all of your help, we raised $585.10 from Andrew. <laughs> okay, I thought that was really good. That's awesome. And when you did that before, how much did we raise last? That, the last $75. Last time she did, we raised $75. This time we raised, we didn't. silent auction so you got five hundred dollars this time so that's pretty awesome what's that and ten cents that's important all right anyone else yes sir all right pastor claudia and i would like to thank each and every one of you for all of your prayers recently i uh, i have been walking with a walker and I've, and I've walked about 
two weeks ago on Friday, I believe I started this, and I walked all the way from our apartment to the elevator, took the elevator down, took the elevator back up with my physical therapist, and Pam and Pete joined us for dinner, so I thought, that felt so good, I'm going to do it again. <laughs> and I wish I wouldn't have. <laughs> So thank you for all of your prayers. Amen. That's awesome. And as they say down south, God ain't done with you yet. He's got lots of plans for you guys. All right, well, let's pray and we'll receive the offering. Father, we thank you so much for your provision, God, in all ways. Thank you for protection, for finances, for healing. God, we are so grateful for all that you um, have done and all that you're doing in our lives and I just pray for increase in every, each and every one this morning God whatever that may be I just pray that your increase would come because you're the one that brings the increase pray that you would bless these tithes and offerings and um, pray that you bless the giver and the gift and we thank you for it and we give you glory and honor in Jesus name we pray amen good morning Remember the signal. This means pull the fire alarm. It's <laughs> thunder rolling in. All right. Sorry. I'm inexperienced. I'm not a professional. Okay. Hello? <clears throat> More? What? Okay. This is going to be an adventure, a big adventure. <clears throat> Wait till you hear the stories I have to tell you. <clears throat> How do I get roped into these things? <laughs> Am I doing something wrong? Is it humming? <clears throat> I'm going to start with some scripture. What's going to do better here? Closer? Oh, sorry. Like I said, I'm not a professional. Up here. All right. This is using time up. That's good. I'll try not to breathe. Okay. Here we go. All right. You guys ready? All right. I'm going to read, I don't have a PowerPoint, and I'll explain why in a few minutes. Ephesians 1, if you want to join me there, great. Otherwise, I'm just going to read some verses. Verse, verse 3 says, blessed be, the, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Even as, as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace, with which he has blessed us in the beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will, 
according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. God had a plan. He has a plan. A couple more verses. In him we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, so that we who were the first to hope in Christ might be to the praise of his glory. In, who, in him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. Okay? God has a plan. In the King James, that verse 14 says, guarantee is tra it's, it's translated earnest, okay? Which is a pledge or a down payment. You think about a house, you buy a house, you put earnest money down, right? God has put a deposit in you through the Holy Spirit of what's to come. It's just a deposit, okay? So the good news for everybody is it only gets better, right? It's a deposit. Amen. Someday, when we get to heaven, whatever you think heaven's like, it's better than that, okay? So I wanted to start with that because I can't go wrong talking about good things to come, right? Okay, speaking of plans, I had plans for this message. Great plans. But Pastor John gave me too much time to get ready for this. <laughs> this was version one, okay? It's 40 pages. It's 40 PowerPoint slides, and it was fantastic. But you're not going to see it. I, I, mean, I got to tell you a little bit about it, though, because it's great. The, the, the title of it was Time for a Stress Test, okay? I had a great cartoon. The cartoon said, I see you have three teenagers at home. This is the doctor speaking to a person on a treadmill. So this tr stress test should be a breeze, okay? I have three, I had three teenagers. Now they're all growing up. But anyway, um, so I had all these great statistics. The World Health Organization talking about stress and how it's a world epidemic and uh, we're all under too much stress and it's causing health issues. And um, I, like I said, 40 pages, okay? <laughs> there's natural things that we could do about the stress there's you know things you're supposed to do and we do the opposite instead of exercising we sit down and watch TV and all these natural natural remedies they talk about and then I was going to move into the spiritual side of it all right that there's all these promises that we have there's I was going to talk about the Bible characters I was going to talk about the guys who didn't do it right Adam what did he do when he was under stress he blamed God he blamed the woman what did uh, uh, Saul, he got, he got jealous and walked in anger and all this good, bad stuff. And, and then I was going to talk about the great men of the Bible who did handle stress well. Okay, We had Abraham. He, you know, God asked him to kill his, kill his son. That's kind of stressful, I would think, right? Yes. And, and he, but he didn't. I mean, he, he, he followed God and he followed the promise and he was able to overcome that stress, right? Joseph, he's sold into slavery. He's, he's in jail for all that, that time. Um, the whole Potiphar's wife thing. You know, he had a lot of stress. But what did he do? He relied on the promises, the dreams that came to him. Um, and then, of course, Jesus. I mean, the ultimate stress of the sin of the world, right, on him. And what did he do? Well, 
There's the verse, what did I say? Uh, Hebrews 12, 2, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. He, the ultimate handler of stress, right? So again, this was going to be fantastic. But I couldn't do it because one day I open up the mailbox. Okay, routine thing. I come home, swing in, pull out the mail, and there's a letter. And it's a letter I recognize. I get these once in a while. It's from the IRS. Okay? <laughs> All right. So if you don't know my background, I'm an accountant, financial guy. It doesn't scare me. I get an IRS notices from time to time. I run some businesses. I help people with their stuff. Sitting in the car, I open it up. Eh, what's this? Remember, uh, everybody see Monsters, Inc., the movie? If you haven't seen it, basically, it's a great, great movie. I miss those kind of movies with my kids. They're all too old now. Uh, but there's a scene, you know, the, the monsters live in they wor their world, and they, they go through these closets, and they scare the human kids, and they collect the screams, and then they use that for energy, and Monsters, Inc., it's fantastic. But anyway, there's a, there's a scene where the, a little girl comes into the monster's world and they're all freaking out and they cut to the TV, the monster's on TV and they, they get to the professional. He goes, in my professional opinion, it is now time to panic. <laughs> I opened this IRS letter and I went, I looked at the number. We're talking new car number, okay? Price of a new, a nice new car. That's how much I owe, it says, okay? I panicked. Because I do this all the time, so I'm thinking, mm, what did I do wrong? I gotta talk to my accountant. Well, my accountant's me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so on this on this short drive from my mailbox to my garage, you wouldn't believe what goes through your mind. I haven't read the letter; I just see the amount, and I'm going, Jesus, where are you? I need help. I just knew like, something's wrong here. I, and I'm thinking through, we're opening up another Dunn Brothers in Richmond, and I got expenses, I got things I got to do. This was not part of my plans, okay? So I get to the uh, garage, I go in the house, sit down with my accountant, and, we, <laughs> and we, we figure it out. Thankfully, we're okay. It's explainable. I've sent my letter back to my friends, the IRS. I'm expecting a letter back that says, Dear Chris, I'm, we're so sorry for putting you under this pressure and stress. You're right, we're wrong. I'm assuming it's coming, something like that, or at least no amount due. I think I'm good. But through all that, I realized I don't have this stress thing down either. So I just tossed this and said, forget it. Let's move on to something else. We'll come back to that. <laughs> so I thought, okay, what's, what, what's a good message? Let's go to the healing message. Healing's good. I believe in healing. God's still the same yesterday, today, and forever. Healing is for us. So I start building my new PowerPoint, right? I mean, I, I went to ORU, I went to Rama. I got all kinds of resources. I've seen healings. I know it's a covenant benefit. Jesus healed all that were sick and oppressed. I believe it. 
It's all ready to do it. Wednesday morning, I couldn't get out of bed. I was sick. I mean sick. I haven't been sick for a long time, and I was out. I sat in bed. <laughs> was that my was that my granddaughter? <laughs> I mean, I haven't missed work in a long time. I sat. I was in bed for I bet twenty four hours straight, just out. Uh, I did have the westerns on in the background. Rifleman, Bonanza, Big Valley, you know, big faith builders. <laughs> anyway, not that I couldn't have preached on healing, but it's like, eh, maybe I'm not ready for that either. <laughs> at least not at this time, okay? So I moved on to the next topic. I mean, like I said, he gave me way too much time to figure this out. So the next topic was the old standby, the go-to, finances, right? <laughs> I mean, that's what I do every day. I can throw these scriptures together. There's some good ones, too. I mean, be reminded, God wants you to be prosperous, provided for, okay? And I'm going to give you a little bit of that just because, but this is still not the message, okay? Huh? Previews. These are the previews, yes. Okay. All right. Regarding finances. I think... How do you go about this? Like, I, I was curious myself how this was all going to go. Because I spent a lot of time on this, and then you come up here and you go, I don't know what he wants me to say for sure, so... You'll, you'll find out as I find out. Okay. Remember when God created man? Genesis 1. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Man, male and female, he created them, right? He said, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the heavens, all that good stuff. So it's going to be good, right? Bliss. And then what happens? Disobedience and the curse. Genesis 3.17, Adam, to Adam he said, Because you listened to your wife and ate fruit from the tree about which I commanded you, you must not eat from it. Cursed is the ground, you must, yeah, cursed is the ground because of you. Through painful toil, you will eat food from it all the days of your life. So that's the curse, right? And, we, and, and so if you go to Matthew, Jesus talks about the pagans are running back and forth trying to trying to make a living basically and that's the curse but are we still under the curse no i mean even before you talk about the 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 promises you just look at various verses throughout the bible proverbs 14:23 in all toil there is profit okay just be, you know we heard through the curse painful toil you eat from it doesn't say painful, it just says toil, there's profit. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. Right? Psalm 1, verse 3. In all that he does, he prospers. That's blesses the man who doesn't walk in the way of the wicked, right? So you're you're prospered. Deuteronomy 2 7. 
For the Lord your God has blessed you in all the work of your hands. He knows you're going, going through this great wilderness. These 40 years, the Lord your God has been with you. You've lacked nothing. Even while they're in the wilderness, they lacked nothing. God provided even when they're in the wilderness. If you're in the wilderness, he'll provide for you. A couple more. Psalm 35. Great is the Lord who delights in the welfare of his servant. Okay, the King James, it says, um, prosperity of his servant. Um, if you look up, and I don't know if John talked about this before, but that word for welfare or prosperity is shalom. That, in that verse, which translates peace, welfare, prosperity, and health. Go to 3 John 2. Beloved, I wish above all things you may prosper, be in health, even as your soul prospers. So these verses are throughout the Bible that we're supposed to prosper and be in health, not be under the curse. So how did we get out of the curse? Of course, it was God's promise to Abraham. We got the... Um, and then all leading up through to Jesus. So, But that was another great sermon I had ready for you. Then I had a dream. I don't have dreams. Okay, I don't have dreams. I, I have dreams, but not very many. Very few that I remember anyway. I remembered this one. I told a few people, and the response was, huh, like, whatever. And that's the way I took it. And I'll tell you the dream in a second, but... It actually means something, I think. And that's what my message is. Ready for my dream? Yeah. It's short, but it's weird. Okay. <laughs> All right. And this was before I got sick, so it's not like I was on anything. So it's just a normal, normal night, and I had this dream. And I remember it pretty vividly. So it goes something like this. I'm in a crowd crowd of people, and there's some, all of a sudden, in front of us, there's a, some kind of a crash. A uh, a, someone wipes out. It's not a car crash, just a person wipes out on the ground. And I can kind of see that it's a little girl. I wasn't sure at the time if it was a girl or boy, but as I think about it, I, it's kind of funny. I've got, I know God's looking at, you know, he's, he's listening to me put this together. He's going, your memory stinks even for that short window of time. But anyway, I do remember that this, this girl had long hair. It was just short on top. Uh, and she was in a, like a white pajamas or dress or something. But anyway, she wipes out on the ground. And from the distance, I can't see her very well. But I do see blood above her head and some kind of object. Okay, And I, I hear people screaming crowd is screaming. Obviously, she's dead, okay? So I walk that way, and as I walk up to the girl, a man comes up to us, and the crowd disappears, and it's just us three, and the guy picks up the girl, and she's okay, and I find out he's a doctor, and this thing on the ground, I still don't know what it is, but it's the doctor says we got to put this back on her head. And this, I pick it up and it's got nails in it. Long nails and, I mean, nails like the cross, maybe, you know. I still don't know what this object was. And again, he's probably going, 
I made it obvious to you, but I don't know what it was. It was fleshy, leathery, I don't know. But I had to help put it back on. So for a few days, I'm like, I have no idea what that means. And I told a few, few people, and they had a couple ideas, but nothing seemed to fit. Well, I'm working on this last couple days, this my third project of the financial thing for you guys. I'm like, this is not working. And I hear, it's the dream. Okay, good. You tell me what the dream means, and I'll talk about it. So I think he did. Matthew 9. Matthew 9, 18. This is the Jairus story. Uh, While he was saying these, these things to them, behold, a ruler came in and knelt before him, saying, My daughter has just died, but come and lay your hand on her, and she will live. And Jesus rose and followed him with his disciples. And then you go on to verse 23, where the story picks up again. And when Jesus came to the ruler's house and saw the flute players and the crowd making a commotion, he said, Go away, for the girl is not dead but sleeping. And they laughed at him. But when the crowd had been put outside, he went in and took her by the hand, and the girl arose. And the report of this went through all the district. It's kind of my dream, isn't it? The the physician is Jesus. And here's a funny note. People give me a hard time when I describe this dream and I talk about the doctor. And I say, he's kind of Indian looking, you know, uh, country of India looking. And they all laugh at me. Oh, that's kind of whatever, discriminating or whatever. I'm like, oh, that's just what I saw. And then I remembered later that when I went to Rama, uh, Kenneth Hagin talked about Jesus visiting him several times. And somebody asked him, what did he look like? So he looked looked more Indian. So I think in the back of my head, that's how I sometimes view Jesus. So anyway, it was just more confirmation that this character in my dream was Jesus. It makes sense. But it fits this story. And I thought, okay, well, that's great. My dream matches the story, kind of. What do I do with it? And I feel like I'm supposed to read on. If you go down to verse 35... It says, And Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to the disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. So, although I had all these things ready, these other messages ready, all relating to us living in the kingdom, um, living under the promises, living healthy, prosperous, good lives, it came back to me more that that's great and that's true, but we have to remember the, yes, in the, in the future, 
will be in heaven where everything will be beyond your belief. And we're to have heaven on earth. But the focus is the harvest. It's the... It's compassion for others. It's helping others and being, being Jesus on the earth. And so, I, you know, with that dream even, it's like, why was I there? Well, he needs us to do these things. He, he's calling for laborers to go out and do these things. And we have the deposit of the Holy Spirit in us, and we should be out laboring. And then, of course, Mark 16. I do get a kick out of these comments always, I, you know, through Bible school, too. Some of the earliest manuscripts do not include 16, 9 through 20. And I go, oh, so God, God's like, oh, shoot. How'd that get in there? <laughs> and beyond that, everything that's named in here in the Great Commission was done in Acts. So here we go. Verse 14, afterward, he appeared to the eleven themselves as they were reclining at table, and he rebuked them for their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they had not believed those who saw him after he had risen. And he said to them, go into all the world and proclaim the gospel of the whole creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons, they will speak in new tongues, they will pick up serpents in their, with their hands, and if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick, and they will recover. That's the mission, right? Amen. We, we, we need the... We need to walk in the blessings because it's hard to fulfill the commission without that. When you're struggling, you can't help others, right? So they all go together. But ultimately on this earth, it is that great commission that's most important. I've, I've failed at it and I want to get better at it. But it is the focus of what we should be doing, right? As is the case usually, I don't have a lot more to say. <laughs> what? What was that? Yeah. No, no, that's good. I'm. It's, it's okay if you're laughed at. At least you're laughed. Something there's laugh going on. Does anybody have anything else to say? Testimonies? I know y'all got to get to a game. Let's, let's pray. Father, I thank you for this time. I thank you for this body that you've put your deposit into for those who believe in you. For those who don't, Lord, draw them. You said if, if you be lifted up, you draw all men to yourself. Without you, Lord, there's nothing. But with you, there's everything. Thank you for the promises that came. Thank you that you had a plan the whole time. That even when we sinned, you had a plan already in place from the foundation of the world. We don't understand all of it, but we thank you for it. We thank you that we are joint heirs with Christ. 
He said, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them from them all. So we thank you that even in this natural realm, things attack us, that we have victory in you. Pray for wisdom, Lord, for all of us to reach out to others, to speak your word in faith for our lives, for our families, but also reaching out to to the lost. Thank you for all that you have done and all that you are doing in our lives. Amen. All right. More? No. It's on. It's on. Test, test, test. There we are. All right. Awesome. The thing I think that sticks out the most is uh, that it says they will recover. The word will instead of might or can or whatever, it says they will recover. So that tells me that uh, there's, there's something more there, right? For sure. Amen. Thank you.